0: what you are about to hear was recorded in front of no studio audience and are the ravings of mad men but seriously only drink if you are 21 or older and if you do do so responsibly and plan a ride now on to the show (laughs) And welcome into Mustache the Drinking Podcast. Andrew and Quinn here. What a great week to talk about a great topic we have today, Quinn, and that is going to be Bloody Marys. And before we get into that, we have to have a great shout out and thank you to Colton Milford. He's created that beautiful opening you just heard on every single show of our podcast, created our intro, our, our theme music, if you will. Uh, and I, I think it sounds great. Quinn, I, you know, he sent it to us and he sent us a couple of different copies and I've, you know, kept the same one the whole time, but I really do think it sounds good. Oh, I agree. I, I love what he did with it. Um, honestly, it was, I think it was just
1: him kind of noodling around and coming up with something for us. And so, I mean, Colton, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Thank you so much. Uh, it We really appreciate the song and it sounds great.
0: We do, we do really appreciate it. Um, if you're checking out our our Instagram, Twitter, or, or our, you know, we might have a Pinterest page at this point. Uh, our Facebook uh, Mustache Podcast at Mustache Podcast or at Mustache Pod, spelled Mustache, um, split apart, kind of, you know, like our title of our show is. Uh, you'll see some work that uh, Arthur Trax has done. Uh, Arthur Terex has done for us, and he's been a great help. Uh, he's one of our friends from college. He's a A graphic design major he created our logo after we you know quinn tried and took it a little bit to a point and made the bottles kind of logo and then we gave it to the professionals to uh give the finishing details (laughs) to.
1: yeah we gave it to the professionals to make it actually look okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe someday i'll post quinn's actual original render and see what everyone says and if, if if they like ours if they like his better or arthur's better uh, but it does look great it's a it's an unbelievable logo he's working on some gift type quote things for us that are probably gonna be pretty funny we were listening to them today uh, so you said yeah. it to me while I was eating dinner and I about
1: choked <laughs>
0: licked alcohol right off the desk that and just, was a terrible mistake.
1: just slurping it right, <laughs> right off the table <laughs>
0: Right, right on camera because I mean, right, right on camera. Yeah, that's what I say, right on camera. But right on the show because Quinn got me drunk that episode. I got you drunk. But I, I'm, I'm fairly Everything is certain that.
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's definitely my my fault. I made two drinks and drank them all. Definitely not. <laughs> so we we'll, we'll, Speaking uh, of drinks, what are you drinking this week? Me? Oh, so- oh God. Uh, I'm not excited. I did not plan ahead for this episode, and I didn't want to re-drink something I had already made. So I reached into the back back of the fruit refrigerator today, and I pulled out a truly lemonade hard seltzer. And God, I hate these things. They're just not... They just... Oh, maybe it's changed. I'll keep an open mind until I drink my first sip, but Quinn loves these, and I just don't get it. They're, I mean...
1: I have a, a soft spot in my heart for Arnie Palmer's, and they remind me a little bit of it. Not even close. Uh, that's <laughs> fair. It doesn't have the tea in it. Though I think Ooh. they do make a uh, iced tea version, which I'm probably going to try here soon. But uh, sounds, enough bearing the lead. Good. What What do you think?
0: All right. <sighs> yep. Still tastes like I'm drinking salt. <sighs> Um, yeah, it's, it takes everything I love about Trulies as a seltzer. And then they just dumped a whole vat of salt into it. And it just, uh, it just ruins it for me. This one's a mango. So the mango flavor is good coming through the back of the tongue and it sits there and it's a good flavor, but it's just, the whole thing is overtoned by the salty taste that You know, the sodium is at 50 milligrams for the can. It's only 2%, but it's a lot more than their regular can. And there's obviously, there's only a gram of sugar added. And uh, Uh, it's not much sugar.
1: No, there's not much sugar. I think it tastes way sweeter than one gram of sugar.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Three grams of carbs. So there's some more carbs in it, but... Yeah, 50 milligrams of sodium in there, and I think that really comes through. That's a lot of sodium. In, yeah, in each drink, I think that really, really comes through, and that's what I don't like about it, is it tastes like you're drinking something that should be on a pirate ship for scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I'll have to think about the salt
1: the next time I try one, because I've never really thought of them as like that salty.
0: They're not. I'm just complaining because I'm drinking something that I'm not. Because I like to complain. These are my Beard Arts drinks because they're cheap and, uh, you know, you can chug them and that's totally fine. (laughs) 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 And and at least I don't have to chug a nasty mad red dog or something or a Lost Lake vomit. Oh, Lost
1: Lakes. Those are...
0: Those are not... (laughs) Oh, God. Or even hams. Oh, man. I'll take hams
1: over a Lost Lake any day. Yeah,
0: I know. But we're just talking about Beard Arts beers at this point because you should not be enjoying those beers at home ever. <laughs>
1: See, I'm just <laughs> here some...
0: smelling my drink and feeling happy. Pick something better. Quinn, you had a much better you, – you thought this through and you have a much better – pre-plan for your drink, even if neither of our drinks have anything to do with the show topic today.
1: By thought this through and pre-planned, you mean I grabbed a bottle that was on the bar cart that I like. That That is the extent of planning I did. Today I'm drinking Johnny Walker Double Black. Uh, so there's Johnny Walker Black Label, and there's Double Black, which is a little bit more intense on the smoke end, which, as I'm sure our listeners know at this point, I like smoky things i think it tastes delicious um but so right away the smell it's peaty you you get that peat smoke smell just right off the bat but it has this like sweet kind of finish in the the smell Um, and so i'm gonna try it so today we're doing a little bit something different with my taste testing here i'm gonna try it by itself then add in a little bit of water. When you mix in water into a whiskey, it helps to separate out the oils and you get more of the like subtle flavors starting to come through. And then I'm going to try it on the rocks because I'm going to need this to water itself down as we, as we record. Oof, already stumbling over my words. This is going to be a
0: fun one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I get to make fun of you during this episode.
1: Oh, it's so good. Oh, it, I hate you. I'm sure I, yeah, <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, so it is. it's smoke forward. That's for sure. Uh, it's got it like a nice oakiness to it and it does finish with almost a fruity taste, uh, when it's just neat. Uh, so let, let's try it with a little bit of water, see if we can get that, that fruitiness to come through put about a teaspoon of water in at most. Oh yeah, that changed it so much. Uh, the smoke is a little bit more dull now. It, that being said, it's still smoke forward. Uh, but at the end, you, you do get this fruity taste. It It's hard to describe as any particular fruit I tend to think of like a a black cherry kind of a fruitiness um, where it's a little bit darker and it's kind of that more complex sweetness than like saying it tastes like pineapple, which a pineapple whiskey sounds weird. So that that probably wasn't a good example. Mm, Pineapple whiskey. And then let's try it on the rocks. This is actually one of my least favorite ways to drink a whiskey uh, because it cools it down so much you actually lose a little bit of flavor as you're hmm. doing it. So I'm interested to see how that's going to affect the smokiness in the side-by-side. Let I me mean, just grab a quick drink of water to get the, the taste I have out.
0: And that's interesting. Cause I like drinking. If I'm going to drink whiskey on the rocks, I mean like I'll take a little bit and sip it and then like work my way through it. Um, but I do like it on the rocks. I do. I do like it on the rocks. Um, I'm not a huge fan of. A, this is interesting because I'm not a huge fan of a whiskey. Uh, a whiskey cube, you know, that lots of people will like with their whiskey. I'm not a huge uh, fan I of that. I Prefer
1: a whiskey cube when I'm drinking on the rocks because they melt slower and they water it down less. They don't
0: water it down at all, right? And that's well, what I
1: want. They, they still will water it down. That ice cube is going to melt. It's just going to melt at a slower rate because there's. Less surface area being exposed,
0: but isn't it in like a like a thing? So it's not there's no water that's being put into the whiskey, right? You're talking like a big ice cube here, aren't you? No, are you no, 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 ice no, ice no, ice no, ice no. no. Those cool. I've had that too. That's that was cool the first time I had that giant ice cube. I like that. What I'm talking about is like a metal ball or something that you freeze or put in there, or like
1: oh, kind of like a whiskey inside. stone.
0: Whiskey stone. That's what it's called. Yeah. Whiskey stone.
1: Yeah. though I mean, traditionally they're just rocks that you throw in. Um, But yeah. So after throw, like cooling this down with some ice, it is certainly an easier drink. The smokiness is way down. I've lost that fruit flavor that I was tasting. Um, It's, it's still delicious. Like I will not disparage this, this drink one bit. Anyone who prefers it on the rocks, that's your call. It's just not generally my preferred way, but it still has pretty much the same nose. It's mostly just smoke now. I don't get that kind of sweet smell at the end. And tasting it, it's already getting a little bit more watered down because I had that ice sitting. But no, oh, it's it's good. I'd say best way to drink this if you want it a little bit chilled, um, to try and subdue some of that smoke, throw it in the fridge and then just throw that little bit of water in there. I think that's probably the best way to do it.
0: Yeah. That's, that, I mean, that
1: said, I'm going to keep enjoying this drink.
0: You've talked about the water a little bit, a couple times and how that will spread those flavors out along in the drink and in your sip when you're sipping it. It will spread it out throughout the entire tongue. Let those flavors kind of marinate on your on your taste buds in the back. And I really like that analogy. How you I mean, not analogy, but I really like how you explain that. And for anybody at home who wants to try a good whiskey like that, definitely go and try your whiskey. Uh, that's going to be your second taste. I think. I think you're going to have to take a sip of it, just regular. Put it in a glass. Take a sip. Then put take some water. Three in
1: sips it. of it neat first, because that three first sips. one you're not gonna really get that whole flavor. It's gonna come more of as a shock. Once it's kind of coated your taste buds, you take your next sip, you're gonna get more of those flavors coming through, Taste a little bit more nuance. And then with that third taste, you'll basically be checking to see if you've got everything with that second one and then throw that water in and try it that way. See what changes. Um, but an experiment that you can do when doing it. So look at your whiskey beforehand and then after you add that water, you're gonna start to see almost like lines starting to appear and that's as the oils and the water separate from one another because oil and water don't mix. And that that's what allows you to release more of the nose, more of the like subtle flavors that are in it is
0: that separation of the oils. Could have you tried this with any other uh, liquor? Yes. Does it work? That's just the same. Yeah, pretty much. I would love to try this with like a tequila and see what other notes are in a tequila. I haven't done it with a tequila or a mezcal. I would be interested in trying that. Because I can't imagine, you know, tequilas are kind of strong usually. So you don't necessarily, you know, get those back of the throat kind of flavor. Well, just a burn in the back of the throat, but you don't usually get all those flavors. So I'm kind of wondering what undertone flavors would be in like a good tequila. Oh, I'm, Sure, we're probably going to find some. Well, Quinn, with that, we move on to the episode topic today, and that is our Bloody Mary episode. Lots of huge fans of Bloody Marys go out to any bar on any any Sunday, anywhere, and you'll find a whole team of people enjoying that local establishment's key drink for that Sunday morning, and that is going to be the Bloody Mary Quinn, tell us about the about the basic Bloody Mary and what what do what we got going on here? What is a Bloody Mary? So let's start out first with the history of the Bloody Mary and, you know,
1: doing good research, of course. I looked at two websites and I decided to go with uh, uh history of it, because they're called the best Bloody Marys. They have to know their shit, right? Um, so shout out to them. Uh, so the Bloody Mary was actually said to have been invented by, uh, Fernand Petit. Uh, I actually looked up how to say that, that French name. So be proud of me. (laughs) Don't actually, this, this will probably be the one time I look up how to say something in French. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he was actually an American bartender that worked at Harry's New York bar in Paris and his Bloody Mary was equal parts tomato juice and vodka. And it said that he named it after a bar in Chicago uh, called the Bucket of Blood Club. And uh, this patron who he made it for said that it reminded him of a drink that this girl would always get there. And her name was Mary, hence the name the Bloody Mary. Um, Other stories say it was actually named after Mary Tudor, uh, who's known as Bloody Mary. Uh, she lived in the 1500s, and uh, she killed hundreds of Protestants uh, in the name of Catholicism, and that's what earned her the name Bloody Mary. Um, so there's there's contradicting stories of where the naming comes from. I kind of like the, the Bucket of Blood Club in Chicago story because
0: <laughs> that's a hell of a bar name, right? Yeah, Bucket of Blood Club. I'd join the Bucket of Blood Club. Who wouldn't? I don't know, I would have some questions first. I what what year was this again?
1: Uh this was the 1920s. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I thoughts. guess it it would have been before the 1920s if he came up with it in the 1920s. Um but so, you know, 1900s era. Uh
0: yes, 100% I would not ask questions. I would just join because during that time I, I don't I wouldn't think into it too much. I mean There was probably a lot of vampire stuff going on back then too. So sick that would be to become a vampire. And then picturing it as a
1: vampire bar, everyone dresses up
0: (laughs) fallback plan. We're just getting drunk. Awesome. I love this. This is great.
1: (laughs) Uh, So a recipe for a basic Bloody Mary as uh, they're made today would be one cup of tomato juice, a teaspoon of lemon juice, a teaspoon of horseradish, Pinch of celery salt. That's also going to be used to rim the glass. A dash of hot sauce. This is optional, uh, and we can we're going to get into whether or not it should be optional. Two shots of vodka, and then it's garnished with a leafy stalk of celery. Um. So Andrew, leafy stalk.
0: Hold on, leafy stalk of celery. That is required. It's supposed to be leafy. It.
1: Yeah, it should be leafy. From looking at like lots of Bloody Marys and. Stuff generally, it's leafy. Very interesting. I don't. Which what that's going to give you more flavor too. Honestly, that's my favorite part of the celery. Most people throw it out, which that makes me sad because it's delicious. What? 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 Celery leaves? Yeah. What? Like the what inside, is, the heart.
0: Interesting. What? That's just. I can't. I've never, never tried it. Number one. I've never seen anybody eat it. Number two.
1: Oh no! It's delicious. It's the part of celery that has flavor. It's not just a green vessel for water.
0: Well, (laughs) this is a good point. Uh, That is the. I mean, that's the. That's the cell to celery. Sometimes too, though, is that it has nothing to it. It's just water, essentially.
1: But so, Andrew, where do you stand on whether or not a Bloody Mary should be
0: spicy? Um, I'm not a huge spice fan, so. I don't really care, but from what I've seen um, working at a bar that, you know, had brunch, <laughs> uh, spicy is usually the option. Very rarely would it, it would be, you know, every once in a while table would come in and somebody would be like, yeah, uh, I like the flavor, but not exactly the spice. So let's go to a zero. But mostly it was like, yeah, give me three or four, put that habanero liquor in there and put put in seven splashes of uh sriracha you know what i mean right i i stand on the side where so i'm not
1: a bloody mary fan i tomatoes and i have an interesting relationship i don't like raw tomatoes i think they taste really vinegary um and so bloody mary's to me taste really vinegary and so on some things (laughs) I, I, yeah, I, am a strange motherfucker.
0: (laughs) 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 Tomatoes. Oh my God. Ketchup. Yeah, that's fine. Oh God. That's, that's the worst. That's the worst way. I'd rather have a tomato over ketchup any day.
1: I mean, well, we can just a quick side note. Did you know the original version of ketchup didn't include tomatoes? It was called catsup and made with mushrooms.
0: I hate you. That's not real.
1: That is real. Go look it up.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: so yeah, I, I think that a Bloody Mary personally, if I'm going to drink it needs to be spicy um, because I, I want that spice to try and like, tamp down the tomato. Uh, the spicier, the better. I, I've actually been playing around with trying to make my own version with a cucumber. Uh, Cause like BLTs and stuff, I'll substitute cucumber instead of tomato personally for myself. I like that fresh, crisp, like crunchiness from it. I love the taste of cucumber. And I think, honestly, the way you treat a Bloody Mary, you could treat a cucumber version pretty much the same way. And so on one of these episodes, I will juice a cucumber and let you know how it works and likely regret my decisions and be able to teach you guys a lesson about. Whether or not you should try it. Basically, save you guys the trouble. If it's good, I'll let you know. If it's bad, trust me, you'll hear about it.
0: What? A a cucumber? Yeah. Ah,
1: no. it so bad. I think it could be good. Then again, I'm a big fan of some drinks that incorporate cucumber like an Irish maid. It's a whiskey drink that uses honey, cucumber, and a tiny bit of soda water. Uh, and it's just, it's fresh, it's sweet, it's, oh, it is a perfect summertime drink.
0: But that's, oh, God, that's just, it's... I've upset I you, I feel. You <laughs> have. I just, I don't want that to exist. A Cucumber Bloody Mary Oh, man. Why? I don't know if we
1: could call it bloody because it isn't red. It'd be more like a plasma Mary.
0: Oh, gross. Why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Good God. I know there's recipes. Now. I know there's recipes for a Bloody Mary without tomato juice that are better than that.
1: Oh, I guess God. I haven't looked into recipes for a Bloody Mary without the main ingredient. Oh, God.
0: Do you like V8. That's like, no. oh, that's too, that's too, Dijon mustard. Why? What? What is wrong with you people? What the
1: fuck are you looking at? And mustard Bloody in Mary. it, I, I could see that working. I mean, similar to horseradish in a way. It's a different, you know, spicy root.
0: Bloody Mary's without Worcestershire sauce? Get,
1: oh, that, that is an ingredient I forgot to include. I'm sorry. The basic Bloody Mary does call for Worcestershire. Um, oh, Worcestershire or however you want to pronounce it Worcestershire Worcestershire Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Worcestershire, Worcestershire. <laughs> Worcestershire. Oh, working God. in the back of house in a kitchen lots of recipes called for it and uh you know you'd you'd always know people needed it because it'd be were and then just a long list of syllables <laughs> and you just knew that that was Worcestershire
0: Worcestershire oh. Worcestershire, Worcestershire. Okay, here's the no. Ah, it's got cucumbers in it too. Why? I've
1: I feel like you're just only searching to make yourself upset now.
0: Oh, God, it's on the same website we're gonna we're gonna talk about later. Uh, Stew'sKitchen.com, and it's the Green Bloody Mary. And mm, I guess that green- already
1: existed. God damn it!
0: I thought I had an original idea. I should have known. <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what it is since we're on the topic right now?
1: Yeah, let's let's hear it.
0: Okay, so it's 3 celery stalks plus 1 for garnish, one whole cucumber plus one more for garnish. Four one
1: whole cucumber for garnish?
0: It says one cucumber plus another for garnish. Just we'll get there, okay? What is a what is a tomatillo? Tomatillo? Yeah. It's a cousin of
1: the tomato. It's a different type of nightshade vegetable.
0: Okay. Does it taste like tomatoes at all?
1: It has a similar flavor. It's a lot different though. Okay. Uh, It's it's more akin to like a green tomato. So an unripened tomato.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: But even then the taste is different.
0: Okay. So it's four of those, half of a green bell pepper, two to three jalapenos, one small yellow onion, three ounces of lime juice, a half cup of cilantro, uh, six cups. What does six c water mean? It's a It's a lowercase c. That that would be cups. Oh my god, that's a lot.
1: Okay, Um I think it's making a couple of drinks here. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're garnishing with a full cucumber because that will fill your glass. It'll just be a cucumber in a glass.
0: <laughs> um. Oh, okay. One half ounce of Stew's Bloody Mary mix, smoked jalapeno mix works too. So that must not have any tomatoes in it and uh, one half ounce of, of vodka per drink. Uh, so it says remove stems and peels from cucumber, tomatoes, and peppers. Coarsely chop all vegetables and herbs, puree them, uh, combine puree lime juice into a large container and stir in the water. At this point, you can get a feel for what the drink is going to taste like, though it will probably get hotter. Add in that jalapeno, a uh, smoked jalapeno mix. Let it sit in the refrigerator for an hour. Serve about five ounces of mix with one and a half ounce of vodka over ice. Cucumber garnish with cucumber and celery, or go crazy with a bunch of stuff. Hmm. I mean,
1: that doesn't sound awful.
0: It doesn't. I think I'd make it a little bit differently.
1: I mean, they, so it still falls in the vein of a. A Bloody Mary. It uses tomatillos. Um, and I'm actually gonna get on a soapbox here real quick after a quick fact for you. Did you know that Italian cooking didn't use tomatoes until after Columbus came to the Americas? Hmm. No, because tomatoes originate in, uh, Central America. Uh, they were a nightshade and they're actually fairly poisonous for a long time and were slowly cultivated, um, into an edible form and now are found in show me a type of cooking where a tomato isn't used.
0: Hmm, Interesting.
1: Um, But so to get up on my soapbox real quick, another fun fact about tomatoes. Did you know they have more MSG in them than any other food grown on land?
0: Is there food grown on not land? That has well, more? so
1: that would be including like seaweeds oh. have the most MSG. Actually, MSG additives that you find are made from seaweed, hmm. and I think that's why about fish about will that. have so much MSG in them in comparison to other meats because okay. they live in an ecosystem where a main staple of um, like smaller prey animals would be seaweeds um, or other plants growing underwater. But yeah, so anyone who tells you they're allergic to monosodium glutamates, ask them if they eat tomatoes. I almost guarantee they do. Uh, tomatoes, depending on the fish, can actually have more MSG in them than a fish. And, uh, a a way you can kind of figure that out. is So when you cook a tomato down, it not only gets a little bit sweeter as you caramelize the sugars, but you get this, um, Bodied flavor and umami taste kind of savory comes out. That's because you've broken down the cellular structure enough that you've made MSG palatable in them. So you didn't create MSG, you just made it able to be tasted. That's why like a pasta sauce gets so much better after you let it simmer for a long period of time, it gets this savory deliciousness. It's because you've made more MSG palatable. Um, I actually had uh, the only time I've argued with a customer at our restaurant is uh, someone ordered fish tacos, no MSG, and extra salsa. (laughs) And so, uh, our bartender came back and said, don't be mad at me. I'm putting an order through. I looked at her, and I was kind of afraid for what was coming. And then I saw it was just fish tacos, and then all these notes about MSG. So first, uh, I had to think, I was like, they think we just fucking cover things in MSG back here? God damn, they have no respect for us. So I, I go out there and I'm like, yep, so I can't make this with zero MSG. Uh, it contains cod, which is a seafood. Cod contains MSG. Um, so she, she goes on to tell me that she's allergic to MSG. She gets headaches. Uh, she suffers from Chinese food syndrome, as it was called in, I believe, the 60s. After old this- that that. Uh, this woman, probably in her 50s or something. Okay. She, you know, older, was around when those studies were probably happening. And um, so I I end up, you know, talking to her for a little bit. I'm like, well, okay, do you eat tomatoes? And she's like, I eat a tomato every day for lunch or with my lunch. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what? fun fact, tomatoes contain tons of MSG in them. Um, and so finally I got her to agree that, that she would eat the fish tacos and I would make them like normal because I don't add MSG to the food uh, because you can make food taste good without it. Um, but every single, living th- every single living thing contains monosodium glutamates. Everything has MSG in it. Um, most of the studies that have found that MSG actually causes um, lethargicness or headaches or other things have in blind trials not been able to recreate the study that was done in either the 60s or 70s, um, which that, that study wasn't perfectly conducted. Um, th- there were lots of issues with it. It wasn't done in a clinical setting. Um, and, yeah, so basically the myth that, that MSG is bad for you, like everything else, don't have way too much of it. But it's going to be very rare. I'm not going to say it's impossible to be allergic to MSG um, because strange allergies do exist. But odds are you're not allergic to MSG. You just ate too much because lots of these studies talk about suffering from this MSG sickness when going to an all-you-can-eat Chinese food place or any other all-you-can-eat buffet. And uh, there's one thing that is really easy to do that, that makes you lethargic after eating all you can eat. <laughs> it's called eating too fucking much. <laughs> now, if there's anyone out there who has a science degree has a doctorate and you have evidence the opposite way, I'm please show me. I would be happy to be proven wrong here, but from the research I've done and the, the knowledge I have of food and what is in foods MSG's in fucking everything and you're probably not allergic to it. So that that's the, the hill I'm willing to die on. Did, um, did the lady like the tacos? Oh, she fucking loved them. Of course she didn't. <laughs> I gave her the extra tomatoes she asked for. <laughs> I love how she the, the best part you know, of it was there there was two other people at her table and they were just cracking up the whole time. Like they were talking to her and they were like, yeah, I don't I don't I think he knows what he's talking about. I mean he just <laughs> he just told us the chemical name for it and didn't just use an
0: acronym. <laughs> I wonder how she thought that happened, because did her doctor tell her that? And why does that doctor still have his license? I, I asked he her,
1: like I asked her about it. So I, I didn't go to the table combatively. I, I said, it was like, oh, so you're allergic to MSG? And she was like, yeah, I, I, f- I feel bad when I eat things that the people have added lots of MSG to, or uh, things that have a lot of MSG in them. And that's when I was like, oh, but you ordered extra tomatoes. Let me ask a couple clarification questions here.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Which
1: may, maybe, you know. She's allergic to something in the processing of MSG, some kind of trace chemical left behind or something. Yeah. Uh, But I find it hard to believe that outright allergic, though I I can't say for sure, but uh, she did come back in in the future and order fish tacos
0: again. So (laughs) I think it's safe. I think that when you look at like a Chinese food buffet and- in an overall sense, in the town that we were in, most if not all of the Chinese places are buffet places. And I think as an overall, lots of Chinese places are buffets. So for the people to make that connection as like a general hyster- hysteria kind of thing, makes sense. But... Well, especially in the time period when it was
1: happening, yeah. when there was a much higher ratio that were, you know, buffet style. Whereas now you're seeing people are willing to actually eat more traditional foods, and you know these these people who wanna start restaurants and you know serve the foods that they love, they're actually able to start doing it now um at least a lot easier than they probably were in the sixties and seventies when a lot of Americans hadn't been introduced to that food here or had these misconceptions about it, which I mean still exists to this day,
0: yeah. And I think that misconception definitely still fits to this day. MSG is something that I've heard of, but not really, you know, done the research on because I never had it forefronted to me (laughs) like this lady did to you. And uh, I think that when you look at it like that, it's pretty easy to say that MSG is not a problem. But, you know, eating in moderation is with which Americans as a whole have a problem with. And with that, we'll kick Quinn off of his goddamn soapbox and move on to God. a very interesting part of the show that I'm a little a little scared for. And that the way you say that makes
1: it sound like the rest of the show wasn't interesting.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did go on a soapbox about you've
0: been talking the entire time, so obviously it hasn't been interesting. <laughs> Just That's <kidding>. fair enough. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh. I see how it is. I'll just sit here and enjoy my scotch. (laughs) I'll sit here and not enjoy the cider. We're doing a draft, Quinn. We're doing a bloody Mary garnish draft. Right. So the rules of this draft are we're going to draft three
1: garnishes and then something to rim the glass with. (laughs) And uh, Andrew, we're we're just going to go, you know, regular draft. We don't have multiple people. So no reason to do a snake draft. And I think there's so many possible options for, garnishing a Bloody Mary that we don't have to worry so much about who goes first. So why don't you start off with the first pick?
0: I thought about this. I was not told with a ton of time, but I was told with enough time to figure this out. Um, I, a good five minutes. I haven't, had a lot, I haven't had a lot of Bloody Marys in my life. I think the one or two were homemade because Bloody Marys are really fucking expensive when you go to a restaurant. And I'm not going to put down a bunch of money on something that I might not like and touch or drink at all. So I've had sips of people's and I've been okay with them. I obviously worked at a brunch restaurant. So I've sampled ours, but not like, you know, drank a lot of it or even more than like a, a, a straw full out of like a sample one. But what I am going to do is jump right out there. And my first garnish will be a bacon cheeseburger. Oh, shit. Swinging for the fences. Okay.
1: All right. First pick of the draft. My entire draft list is out. (laughs) A whole bacon cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a normal garnish. Right, everyone? Just
0: fucking put a bacon
1: cheeseburger on your drink.
0: You did not give me any specifications for this draft. You said... Garnishes for a Bloody Mary, and then... Oh, I'm
1: I'm not arguing here. I'm just saying, like, looking at pictures of Bloody Marys, the rules of garnishing are gone.
0: They're gone. There's no rules. You put whatever the hell you want on it.
1: Uh, So I'm on the clock. Fuck, I need to come up with something that is as good as that. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) A deep-fried stuffed jalapeno.
0: Ooh, good
1: choice. Good choice. I'm put the caveat though. It's not breaded because I don't want it to get soggy. Ooh. like your hamburger will. Oh no. Oh, soggy burger. How do you know? Because you're putting a sandwich on liquid. It's not gonna be on the liquid. It's gonna be on a stick outside
0: of the liquid. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I was I was hoping here. Okay, I'll just dip it into the into the drink. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Uh okay uh my second choice on the second stick next to your che- bacon cheeseburger is a whole order of uh, cheese curds.
1: So you're you're drafting a full meal
0: and a bloody mary on the side? <laughs> it's all on the bloody mary. You did again, you didn't give me any rules for this. And I thought... Oh, that's because well. there
1: are no rules when it comes to Bloody Mary garnishes, as we're clearly finding out.
0: I thought, well, shoot for the stars, I guess, so... Hey, I'm not judging. I'm just
1: <laughs> trying, to, trying to get some, some points my way by disparaging yours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're up. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: hmm... So I, I want to keep mine manageable in, like, being able to drink from this without having to eat all my garnishes first <laughs> and order okay. something on the side to be able to drink while I eat my full burger and a side of cheese curds. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with spicy pickled okra.
0: And what is that exactly?
1: Okra? Um, so okra is a... It's a vegetable. It's really popular in the South. Uh, it's often pickled or steamed or sauteed. Uh, it, it, has large seeds in it that aren't hard. They, they kind of burst when you eat them. Um, for those of you who haven't tried pickled okra, you should try pickled okra, especially the spicy stuff because they're always crispy and they're delicious.
0: Okay, I've definitely heard of it. I just never had it before. Now, I'm up again. And this is our last pick for a a garnish, correct? Correct. Okay. And I have a bacon cheeseburger and cheese curds so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I got my last one. My last one is... Uh, 3 bacon wrapped grilled shrimp. Ooh. 3 bacon wrapped grilled shrimp on another stick. Yes.
1: That that sounds pretty fucking good. Yes. I I have to say I feel like yours would be really expensive but also delicious.
0: Mine is a whole um, meal and a drink in one. Yours is a meal and a half and a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that I could eat this entire Bloody Mary, and be full, but fine. Well, I, yeah, same. Uh, because <laughs> I feel
1: like I need to take something similar to yours. I guess because I'm tilting. Uh, I, I'm going to. There's a picture called the Artery Clogger, and there is a full pepperoni pizza. <laughs>
0: full pepperoni pizza. <laughs> You're not going to go for the sub that's on there? <laughs> no. Uh, I'd rather that pizza. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> going for a pizza now. Really don't know if that fits in with the rest of your meal. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, okay. Now for my rim. Now, I asked the question that lots of you not Oh, agree. fuck. I should have picked a
1: soft pretzel.
0: No. (laughs) No. Uh, It's too late. Uh. Um, So, the rim, and my question, which is probably a lot of your questions if you don't drink a lot of Bloody Marys, is is there's an option for the rim and that's not celery salt, because that's all I've ever seen on one, I think. Uh, But apparently there's a ton. And celery salt is obviously on the list. But... That doesn't have to be your option, and I hate that I'm first, because I'm sure Quinn has something thought of for this.
1: Oh, I know what I'm going with. The most common one I see on them, and it's not celery salt.
0: Really? Okay. Yep. I am going to pick, I'm going to pick Laurie's season salt. Oh, fuck! Is it? Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I hate
1: you so much. Everything has gone so wrong. This is the
0: most basic thing in my cupboard that I use all the time. And it is Lowry's seasoned salt. It goes on every single piece of meat that I cook, which is probably not good, but that's okay. Using using Lowry's seasoned salt. (laughs) Oh, now I have to actually figure out what I'm going to put on this. (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: Get on a cracker.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Old Bay would have been fine, too, because I got the shrimp on there, but they're grilled and they got bacon. So I thought, yeah, season all work. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with a barbecue rub. Ooh,
1: that's a good one. I like that. I think that's going to be nice with the pizza. Fits <laughs> with the okra. Go with that southern style. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're... But you forgot a cup of grits on there. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, what are we making like a,
0: a southern bubble tea, essentially now? Oh, my God. This was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because you definitely did not expect me to go <laughs> with a $40 Bloody Mary. <laughs> I did not. I'm also surprised you didn't pick the full deep fried crab. I I saw that and I was like, ah, oh, it sounds really gross. So I didn't want to pick it. Or my favorite one that we see, a bag of popcorn tied onto it
1: (laughs) just with rope.
0: And there's bacon on the stick. Right. (laughs) The funny part is that I used a ballpark, a baseball park, Bloody Mary as like my inspiration to start out from Target Field down in the Oh, okay. Because I went to a game. And I was walking through the gate with my dad, and I remember looking to the left and into the bar, and all I could see is this giant-ass Bloody Mary and, like, four sticks coming out of it, and they were all covered in food. And I was like, what the hell is that? And and then I looked it up, and it was their new thing for 2018 on opening day, which I'm pretty sure that's the game we went to. Do you know the price? It, it's like $35. Oh, I was going to try and guess it. Damn you. Which is not bad. No, that's I, sorry, a I full
1: $20 less than I expected. Really? Ballpark Bloody Mary that has that much on it. When you spend
0: well, $8 on a ballpark hot dog? <laughs> I, y- yes, you are correct. I'm pretty sure it's like 35 could be $45. I don't think it's over 50 Okay. 35 to 45 And they came with a bunch of new stuff, and I don't think I can find the price on here. But what's on it? is uh, my first draft pick, a full bacon cheeseburger. And then under that, you have a breakfast sandwich. And then on the other stick, you have uh, a sausage stack. It's three thick sausages. Uh, And then in the drink, you have a celery stick, a jalapeno, pepper jack cheese, cheddar cheese, and a beef stick.
1: You know, that's not as bad as I was expecting it to end up being. I was half expecting it to need a life alert bracelet tied around the side for you to call an ambulance as you have a stroke.
0: Like the Brewers one? Yeah. Wait, the Brewers one is $5? What? That's what it says under here. It's $5 at O'Davie's Pub in Fond du Lac, which is far away from, which is not like in Milwaukee. So that makes more sense, I guess. But god damn. My, your soft
1: my favorite one I'm seeing here is the three-course meal, which let's just start from – it's going to be hard to go from top to bottom because it more or less fans <laughs> out. Uh, but at the top, you have a pickle followed by a slider followed by what looks like a cheeseburger with bacon and onion tanglers followed by a full chicken followed by a cucumber sandwich followed by what looks like a rib witch, followed (laughs) by what looks like a half order of chicken wings and then a piece of chocolate cake
0: it's a cream whip topped brownie oh okay (laughs) a pulled pork mac and cheese hot dog is also on there
1: (laughs) you know actually that sounds kind of good
0: that does
1: that that, i challenge whether or not that's a
0: hot dog that's just a sandwich cold pork mac and cheese hot but there's a hot dog in it's oh, a hot okay. dog a sandwich you really just stepped into this a hot dog is a sandwich yes so uh it doesn't have to be wait you agree with that yes i do okay well there's no argument here then hot dog is a sandwich and you can fight us about that and it hurts my soul to say that but it is a sandwich because <laughs> it's only a hot dog when
1: you put it in between two pieces of bread and what's in between two pieces of bread a sandwich
0: I I disagree. It's a hot dog before that as well. It's a
1: sausage before that.
0: I would not. It's it's a wiener before that. How so low to call that a sausage? Is it a a ground meat stuffed into a casing? I don't know if it's casing, and I don't even know if it's meat at this point. (laughs) It's meat adjacent. Have you had a hot dog? I mean, come on. Not like a ballpark, Frank. I'm talking about like a hot dog. (laughs)
1: yes yeah i've i've had a hot dog i i we both grew up in the midwest it's a prerequisite to be from here to have eaten a hot dog
0: not necessarily i guess that uh, Have you had a cheese broth? yeah okay i think that is a prerequisite to living in the midwest
1: <laughs> okay yeah that that's fair <laughs> We like like... putting cheese
0: in things. Oh, God. Cheese is so good. I am from Wisconsin. Make that beware. But cheese, you can never have enough. And I stand by that statement. Flash forward six months to him drowning in a (laughs) vat of Velveeta. Oh, but not Velveeta. Not Velveeta. No, you you Uh, don't like yellow
1: might have maybe contained dairy at some point.
0: It's not good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Velveeta mac and cheese is the worst meal I've had. I'm
1: going to disagree with Velveeta mac and cheese is the one Velveeta use that
0: I go. Yeah, not bad. Okay, not bad is fine. Is a fine. Is an over the top, but fine description for that? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just because my mom, my sister love that specific like they love Velveeta and they love Velveeta mac and cheese. And I'm like, that is you want to be angsty. That's not cheese. Yes, I do want to be angsty, but that is also not cheese. (laughs) Oh, no arguments there. It's Velveeta, not cheese. I also like the heat and the the grab and go heat lamp special because I can just see this sitting under a heat lamp and being bad. But that's the point.
1: (laughs) You know, there's something weird about putting a drink under a heat lamp. But honestly, this was the one I thought you took your inspiration from. Looking at it more closely, those aren't cheese curds; those are tater tots. But What's it's
0: a, a tater burger. Tater or a thought.
1: Burger tater tots and a lot more vegetables than you would expect: celery, pickles, carrots, cauliflower,
0: or is that cheese? No, I can't tell. This photo not is not that great. It's in a it's in a mason jar, which is which is a good choice, I believe.
1: After all this, do you think there's any rules no <laughs> that need to be followed when garnishing
0: no i I mean, yes, at your regular restaurant uh like the restaurant I worked at, you know when you think of a bloody Mary, he your garnishes are everything green on the bar, and I stand by that, whatever you have that's green out there in the garnish the bath thing where they where they're iced the garnish every- bath. <laughs> every everything green put in a bloody mary you know your 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 pickles your olives your celery your lime those are your bait those are your four base things to put in a bloody mary carrots are really common though as well carrots can be green as well though they can also be purple and blue wait no, not blue, yellow they can be yellow
1: they can be yellow
0: carrots are very interesting we can talk about it that later that's the same thing as that that's the the genetic I, I have a
1: whole rant similar to monosodium glutamate about different colors of carrots and the <laughs> history behind them. So let's just go past this and ignore I, the fact. Let's not get stuck on that part of the, that part of the show. Everything. Welcome to comes... the Bloody Mary episode where we talk about
0: monosodium glutamate and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> everything green on the bar and then cheese and meat you can add to. But everything green on the bar definitely needs to be in your Bloody Mary. And I think that it all works pretty well there.
1: Yeah, I'll and agree dis- with that. You disagree? Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, lime that's going to work in it. Celery goes with the celery salt carrot. That gives you something to stir it with. I guess. So does the celery beef stick pickle I mean, and green olive. I'll say my favorite thing when I was a kid and w- once in a while in my family would go out for brunch or like, uh, a late lunch on a Sunday, my parents would get bloody Marys and I, I would always get a piece of the, the either beef stick or the cheese stick that was in the bloody Mary mix. Yes. And it, oh, so good.
0: Yeah. And, and I, and I think that's how people, people, that's how people want to get bloody Marys is watching other people get bloody Marys because typically they're going to be one of your more expensive drinks and you're not just going to go. My parents didn't order. Them. Yeah, sure. I'll try that. or or the garnish is going to be the reason you get them. Because if you look at like, you know, going out to get that drink and, you know, maybe there's a burger on it or two sliders on it or something like that. And it's like 30 bucks. That's all you're getting. You're not ordering. You're not ordering lunch after that. You're going to get that, eat the, eat the food off of it and then be done or get an appetizer. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. Whenever I hear people talk about Bloody Mary's, It's either a quick conversation about this awesome spicy Bloody Mary mix they found or a long conversation about all the toppings they want or that they wish they had on their already loaded Bloody Mary. Like part of me believes over 50% of the reason people want a Bloody Mary has nothing to do with the drink.
0: Yeah, they just drink it because they got it right
1: Right. They drink it because to get these things, you have to have a drink, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so they they deal with the awful tomato liquid (laughs) for the food that comes with it.
0: Awful tomato liquid. Oh, boy.
1: I'm going to get some hate from this episode.
0: Yeah. Yes, you are. Well, here's what I want to talk about. So at the restaurant I worked at, we had uh, four skewers you could pick. Uh, and I want to get them up so I don't mess them up. But there was the original, um, which had a old chicken wing. No one picked chicken wings. And I thought that was interesting because chicken wings is like a staple in my head. That's like the oh, worst thing. When I picked the pizza, it started out with, I'm going to pick
1: chicken wings, and then I went to, fuck it, let's pick a whole chicken. <laughs> And then I decided dealing the with the whole, it was so close, but I thought dealing with the pizza would just be a little bit easier.
0: I don't think so, because the cheese would melt into your drink. Okay,
1: fair. But what are you <laughs> going to do? Lift the whole chicken off and just hold it in one hand
0: <laughs> and eat it like a barbarian. That's exactly what you're going to do. Oh, I shit. I should
1: have picked that. That would have gone better with my barbecue rim as well. God damn it. I'm pretty sure I won that draft. So I just want to Oh, you did. You, I 100% agree. You won that draft. Uh, I definitely that, won the draft. Yep. Something you'll never have happened to you in our fantasy football league.
0: Oh, whatever. That was such a low blow. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> what an ass. Oh, my God. Rude. <laughs> I am not happy right now. That's some shit right there. Well, just
1: drink some of your Trulies to make you feel better. Oh, wait.
0: God, you're the worst. I hope you spill your drink all over you.
1: Going to very carefully sip it now.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I just spilled it on myself. Did you actually? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Just uh, It's wet. Makes me feel a little bit better. So is she. And so the skewers in them... There's four choices. I can only see three, but our signature, their signature skewer, our, as a cold chicken wing, which I disagree with highly. I think the chicken wing should be hot. I agree. Pepperoni, a block of cheese, cheddar, sausage or a beef stick, and then a little pickle, dill pickle kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Great choice. That's a signature option. And then you have the, uh, this is the spicy one. It's got a whole jalapeno, a green olive, two things of cheddar blocks this time, and a cold, again, cold, bacon strip, which is a, um... A sad that? bacon strip. It's a maple bacon, so it, it tastes good, but it's cold. I, I don't like cold meats on there. That's not like a beef stick, you know what I mean? I mean, the pepperoni on there... That's fine, yeah. The, the bacon, yeah, it's fine, I guess, but...
1: You're going to want a pretty lean piece of bacon, or else it's just going to be so, like, uh, congealed fats, the wrong term for it, but, like, cold fatty
0: fattiness. Yeah, exactly. Um, The next one has a jalapeno, a pickle, cheese block, a shrimp, a green olive, and a lemon. That one sounds pretty good, I'll say. I think that one's supposed to be our vegetarian their vegetarian option but it's when vegetarian be- with fish the shrimp was vegetarian if you will the shrimp wouldn't be on there everything else would be on there oh it has asparagus on it the vegetarian option as well ooh yeah it's not bad it's not bad I wish they had them listed here but I don't see it there's also an egg hanging out of this but that's definitely not one of the options but I think it- I'd like it to be because that's impossible and I want to see them do it
1: I'm fairly certain that's a hard-boiled egg.
0: No, 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 no. I see the yolk. <laughs> it's definitely photoshopped on there to look like it's like sliding down like the outside of the glass. But it's also
1: like, you're the- talking like a fried egg. Yeah, and there's a stick. There are no rules anymore. There's a
0: stick. <laughs> Nothing matters. There's a stick through the egg, and it's leaning. It's not even like in the middle. Like you know, maybe. Yeah, you can oh, make my day. head hurts thinking about this. But it's like falling off the drink and i'm not i'm not happy about it <laughs> at, at all actually quite quite confused but uh now i'm just yeah i i don't feel good about that one either i i want to see it happen now though just just because it can't i want to i want to see it happen ah here we go the signature is a jumbo shrimp cheese and that's the other stuff. The brewmaster is maple pepper bacon, jalapeno pepper and cheese. The carnivore is bacon, a beef stick, pepperoni and a chicken wing. And the farmer's market, the vegetarian one is pickle, celery, lemon lime, olive and asparagus. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, there it's a, I like that there's a bunch of different options and I want this egg to be one of the options, but it's not. So I'm going to ask next time I go in, if they can put an egg like that. And then when they say no, I'm going to ask why it's on the menu. I'm just going to pull up a picture. <laughs> this is okay, what figure it says. It out. This is what it says. Make it happen. And then they'll kick me out because they feel comfortable enough doing that. That's what, that's what, uh, that's, what's going to happen there. You have to
1: make it even more challenging for them and order it over easy or uh, sunny side <laughs> up. So they got to play with that
0: yolk. And if the egg and if the yolk cracks, I want a new one. <laughs> 12 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> Quinn, another question here that, we're, that a lot of listeners are never going to think of is, do we have to use vodka?
1: No, that actually is a perfect transition to I'm going to make you play a little game. Oh God. <laughs> How many different kinds of Bloody Marys can you think of? So this isn't going to include the toppings, Um, though toppings will change depending on the different variations. It's going to be the different recipes or like distinct variations. I gave you one before the show. Let's see if you still remember it.
0: So it's a Bloody Mary, a Bloody Marie, which is tequila.
1: Yeah, Bloody Maria.
0: Um, A gin Bloody Mary. Do you know what a gin Bloody Mary is called? It's not called a snapper, is it? It is not. Then no. <laughs> um, do you that keep- is
1: called a Ruddy Mary.
0: Oh, interesting. I saw that in my research once, but I did just rolled past it. Didn't even think about it. Um. God, I really don't want one to be made with whiskey, but they probably do. Oh,
1: there's a couple different
0: kinds. Oh, no. A Scotch Bloody Mary? There is a brown mary which uses whiskey. Oh god. A
1: bloody scotsman which uses scotch. Oh god. And then there's a Oh, I misread that. I thought it said uh beef bourbon. No, it's it's a beef bouillon that's called a bloody bull. So uh you include some beef bouillon in your bloody mary mix.
0: Oh god. Is there a bloody irishman?
1: Uh, not on this list, but I assume, you know, that would just be a variation of the brown Mary.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, God. What else do we have?
1: My favorite one on the, the list I'm looking at uh, is the Virgin Bloody Mary, also known as the Bloody Shame. <laughs>
0: Bloody Shame with no vodkas, just mixed. Yep. (laughs) I've had this ordered before. I want that to be said. that be said. I've had people order that drink. And it's always so weird because it's like, you just want to drink Bloody Mary mix. Like, (laughs) just go buy some V8. That's so bad. Like, oh,
1: God, why would you do that to yourself? But so let's just go through a quick list of different varieties. Uh, And by quick list, I mean, there's like 15 different kinds here. (laughs) Oh, no. There's the red snapper. And so this one is really close to your traditional one. It's Bloody Mary mix, lemon juice, tomato, Worcestershire, Tabasco, seasonings, and a lemon wedge. Um, Just the lemon wedge to garnish.
0: There's no alcohol?
1: Uh, Yes, there is alcohol. That would be vodka. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, This one was invented in 1934. The New York King Cole Bar. Uh, There's the Bloody Maria. This is the tequila variant. There's the Bloody Caesar. Uh, This one is apparently really popular in Canada, and it uses one of my least favorite things in the world. So instead of Bloody Mary mix or tomato juice, you use Clamato juice, which is a clam and tomato juice mix. Okay. And I just, I can't do drinking clam juice. And beer
0: or is it vodka?
1: Uh, that would also be vodka. Mm-hmm. But our next one, a michelada, is a Bloody Mary made with beer. And it's a half and half mix of beer and tomato juice. Other than that, your spices and everything are the same. Hmm. There's Hold the on, Green bro. Mary. So it's- and this is the one you described earlier, made with cucumbers, cilantro, and tomatillos. Okay there's the bloodless Mary. This one sounds interesting to me. Uh, It's an infused water Bloody Mary. So you make a tomato water, which would be made by slicing up some tomatoes, throwing it in water, and wait for that water to take on some of that tomato
0: taste. Okay, what I want you to do then, if this is an option, this exact recipe, but substitute tomatoes for cucumbers. Oh,
1: that would be super easy to make a cucumber water drink like this. Yeah. Um, There's the bacon Bloody Mary, and this is just a normal Bloody Mary. But uh, going back to last episode when we talked about infusions, this is a fun infusion for you. You infuse your vodka with bacon.
0: Bacon vodka is so bad. Why would – oh, my God. Why do people do this to themselves?
1: Because bacon is delicious and may or may not be good in liquid form.
0: You know they make bacon lip balm? Yes, I did
1: know that. Gross. It's so bad. It just reminds me of the uh, pork gum from Futurama.
0: Oh, ew. God, yes. Why? Oh, no. Pork gum. All right, next.
1: Uh, So we have the shrimp cocktail. This is made with Clamato juice, Old Bay, horseradish, gin, And served with shrimp rimming the sides of it. I would try this. There's the Peruvian Bloody Mary, um, which uses pisco, which is a Peruvian uh, brandy. I've never had it. Honestly, haven't really heard of it. Uh, It appears to be like a really dark, almost black color. Hmm. Okay. And this one that I'm seeing is garnished with a squid tentacle.
0: Ooh. Okay. Which that sounds pretty good, a little non fried calamari on the on the on the garnish,
1: and then uh there's a couple other versions the the bloody eight this is use v eight instead of bloody Mary mix okay. the bloody geisha, which is to use sake
0: oh okay, I think that
1: could be okay uh hold the tomato juice <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right sake, uh, bloody Mary
1: like oyster it? shooters, oh. So this is essentially just a traditional Bloody Mary that's shrunk down into a shot glass with an oyster on top. Okay. There's the Bloody Pirate, where you use a dark spiced rum. I can't imagine. And then we've already covered the Brown Mary, the Ruddy Mary, and the Virgin Mary. So out of this list, Andrew, which one sounds best to you?
0: Oh god, none of them. I'll I'll let you pick two. Oh god, did you send this to me um by text? Yes, I did. Okay. Let me give me a give me a minute to gander at these
1: to look through the 14 pages of variants.
0: Lovely options of, of variants I can pick.
1: So, while you're going and looking through, I'm going to say the ones that look best to me are probably the Bloody Mary Oyster Shooters. One, because this has the least amount of Bloody Mary in volume. (laughs) And I also love oysters. Tomato and oyster are really good together, and I can see this being pretty great. Or else it's probably going to be, oh, that Peruvian Bloody Mary. Just because it looks so cool, so different. And uh, you know what they say about looks? They can be deceiving, and I'm sure it will taste like tomato.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> it's black. It's pitch black. That's crazy. Oh, it is pitch black. That is crazy. Um the shrimp cocktail is gonna I was nice. that that does look pretty good. It's going to be my number one because it just sounds good. And uh, oh god. I just can't imagine scotch being in it. That sounds bad. Spice rum. I'm a scotch fan and that
1: sounds awful to me. Oh, that sounds so gross. I'll
0: go with the black one too, the Peruvian Bloody Mary just cuz it sounds so interesting.
1: Right? It it looks so different compared to the rest. I mean, in ex- there's the Bloodless Mary which also looks very different and the I'm surprised you didn't
0: pick the Green Mary or the Bloodless Mary just because
1: I was really close cuz that tomatillo version does sound really good, and it also sounds like one that wouldn't bother me as much because there's no straight up tomato in it. Yeah, exactly. But those oysters, oh, oh. oysters are a
0: no go. No, not a. You don't like oysters? Not doing it. I, I just. Mm. Oh,
1: I. Oh, give me a good cold smoked oyster on top of that. You know, Ooh.
0: you know, I've had a prairie oyster, which is not an oyster, but I've been told that it tastes it. The feeling is the same for the, the thick middle going down your throat and I could, yeah. With like a raw oyster probably. Yeah. And I've had clam chowder and I have no problem. That's a, that's good. That's a good flavor. And, and it doesn't bother me. I just, oysters are a lot more delicate than clam. I don't know if I could get over that slurping down your throat feeling. I just, I, I don't know if I could, you know what?
1: I'll make you oysters someday. Uh, I'll, I'll find, try and find a good place here in our center of North America. <laughs> landlocked. <box. laughs> uh, yeah, this will go well.
0: I just, uh, I've been to Florida. I've stayed in Florida. I've had family. My grandma and grandpa went to the oyster bar like once a
1: week. Oh, you need to go to um, the Northeastern United States for good shellfish. You want colder waters.
0: Have you had a, a warm water lobster? I have. I think they're too soft.
1: Really? Yeah. I th- I like a cold water lobster a lot more. I do. The meat is less mushy.
0: On that side, I wasn't big on texture, I guess. I just remember it being good.
1: Oh, I mean, any lobster you get somewhere that isn't landlocked is going to be so much better than what we have here.
0: Well, I mean, you know, Red Lobster isn't bad. It's not fresh you yeah it, it's
1: not bad would, it's not great i would yeah. that being said you know red lobster was like my favorite place that we would go for like celebrations and stuff when i was a kid Heck yeah
0: every birthday because
1: <laughs> coconut shrimp and cheddar biscuits
0: oh, oh cheddar biscuits god
1: that's up there roadhouse bun and that's what i should have topped my bloody mary with
0: red lobster cheddar <laughs> biscuits <laughs> I would have won. I you may have, unless you finished oh. with that. Because if you didn't, I would have put an entire lobster on mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a question: Do you know where I got that shrimp? I... where? So where I got my a bacon wrapped shrimp idea? It was an appetizer at a place called Timber Lodge Steakhouse, and if you're from the Midwest, you'll know what that that is. And it was an unbelievable steakhouse, the best place to go for, like, a good steak and a good, like, baked potato. And we have, like, local places here where I am. But um, in uh, it was in the city next to ours. Very close. Very good. And they had an appetizer that was, like, six bacon-wrapped shrimp that were fried or, like, grilled. And then there was barbecue sauce on top of them. And it was unbelievable, Quinn. This is one of the best things I've ever had definitely a menu item that I would put on any restaurant I went, I would, I, I opened if I would open a restaurant. Interesting.
1: I, it sounds good. Uh, I might do it without the barbecue
0: sauce. Really? That was like the whole yeah. thing to it. The, the smoky barbecue sauce.
1: Was it just a light coating yeah, of it, was, it? Like a thin it barbecue? Like very, it was more of a glaze. It was,
0: no, not even on it. It was like someone took like a, like a, a bottle, like I just swung it back and forth and gave like a line all the way down the table back, you know, like a zigzag line all, over, all the way down the table. And if they hit the shrimp, they hit the shrimp. Otherwise, that's all they put on there.
1: Make it for me someday. I wish
0: I could bring you there, but they closed all the restaurants for, because of mismanagement. And uh, that's what's
1: so- the only memory I have of that restaurant chain is that they put out coupons that were never valid.
0: Did you have one close to you?
1: Yeah, there was one in St. Paul or one of the surrounding cities when I was growing up.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So- and I, I just remember – I never remember eating there. Oh, really? But I do remember a number of times my family driving there to eat and either the restaurant was unexpectedly closed <laughs> or some other thing would happen and it would just – we never ate there. Hmm. And then they all closed down because – Clearly, they were mismanaged. Yeah, like
0: in 2016, you know, area. That's when they closed. Wow. That's I, I've never we never had a problem like that. And I think that's because, you know, Duluth was more like one of their premier locations. But. <laughs> oh, boy. OK. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's that. But that was a I love that. It was so good. And, uh, you know, if you're going to pick one of our draft Bloody Marys. You're going to pick mine because I definitely won. Definitely tell us in our Facebook. Definitely tell us on our Instagram. Definitely tell us on our Twitter. Tell me how much I fucked up and what you would have picked. Yeah, tell us what you would have picked and uh, uh, definitely tell me that I'm better than Quinn because I need to hear that ego boost as much as I possibly can. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, sorry we got a little bit off track here at the end. Quinn, anything else? Don't apologize. You're not sorry. Don't tell them that. Don't don't tell them that.
1: They already know. Yeah,
0: that's true. Quinn, is there anything else you'd like to hit on for our Bloody Mary episode?
1: So I think that since we've both been so skeptical of Bloody Marys for this episode, when we do a brunch episode, we both have to make a Bloody Mary.
0: Well, I think there's the only other option would be us drinking a mimosa. So,
1: oh, there's so many other brunch drinks we could do, and we'll we'll cover that in the brunch episode. Well, but I think we both need to drink a bloody mary and, uh, you know, give them a real chance.
0: But I've only had—I
1: uh, I, would have made one tonight if I had had tomato juice and or vodka on hand, but I didn't. But I've only and had. And I had didn't one to. want to.
0: That's what I'm saying. I want to try one at a restaurant. That's not really an option. Oh, we'll just
1: have to go bar hopping.
0: Yes, let's record the let's record the podcast. Sunday brunch hopping. Sunday brunch hopping. I don't think we'll make it through a half an hour. I don't think we'll make it through half of a bloody mary. Well, I might. <laughs> You're pretty sure you don't like them. I'm 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 a little on edge still.
1: Oh, I was just meaning simply like the all the the fixings that we're likely to get
0: because uh, I am
1: expecting we're probably going to start out somewhere. And uh, you're probably going to get the first pick, and I'm going to end up with a full chicken on top of my glass. <laughs> and you have to eat, and we'll get that picture. Or, or actually, you flip that chicken upside down and you use the cavity to hold the glass. We've right. solved the problem.
0: Yeah, then you get to drink out of the chicken while eating it. But one stray bite. I see a
1: straw being needed.
0: One stray bite, and you in- lose your entire drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it challenge mode.
0: You can only take little nibbles around the around the chicken until you've finished. So definitely go out and try Bloody Mary. Tell us how you feel about them. Tell us uh, why spicy is better and why not spicy makes no sense. Add as much sriracha or whatever you need to add to that glass. Tell us anything you want to know about Bloody Mary's. Ask us questions. We'd love to give you answers that make sense or may not make sense. Uh, and, thank you for listening to another episode of mustache drinking podcast. Quinn, that's about it for today. Have a great one guys.